the river talk and we're on so you made couscous today at school yeah couscous ginger beer uh-huh um Grilled chicken with a spicy peanut sauce. Ooh. Steamed veggies. That sounds delicious. Cabbage. Alright, hold on one second. Yeah, so I just wanted to check if everything was recording right. So, just kind of give people a little information about you. So, uh, Ness is a inspiring chef. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, she is a server currently at a restaurant while she's going through school. And um, and hopefully one day she'll be stop serving and she'll be uh, a cook in a restaurant and slowly graduate to be a chef and maybe own her own restaurant. Is that something we're looking forward to? You know, I've changed my mind about that. I don't want to own my own restaurant. I want to be a private chef. Oh, like cooking for private parties. Yeah, like celebrities, private people, people that huh. want a good cook at their home. Let me ask you something. Like I see when I hear about chefs like the the image of a chef is mostly like men I right it's like that. it's like that's, i that's see mostly pretty... i'm i'm pretty sure maybe i'm pretty sure i'm wrong but you know hell's kitchen you know chef ramsey you know like i mean can you give me some like famous female chefs because I, I i say i feel like that's the only like <coughs> <coughs> the norm that people that know are Male chefs. Is there any big female chefs besides any... Ness? That's gonna be like, oh, a Nessa in the future. I wouldn't say that I'm a I big mean, female well, chef. We, we gotta keep our hopes up, regardless, and believe I, in one another. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Wow, do you, do you just... feel like you feel like it's gonna be a hard? Do you feel like you're gonna have a hard, a hard playing, playing field when you get into the when you finish school? I think so. I do think so. Hmm. A... Do you think that exists? Like when in school. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you see a divide between the male and female chefs? Yeah, definitely. Really? I do. I do. Not like a bad divide. But you see, like what? Like what are we talking about? Give me an example. Well, at school, there's mostly male chefs that are instructors. And there's like a few female chefs. And most of the female chefs are like the baking and pastry Interesting. chefs. Which, I, I mean, there's no that. problem with that. that. No, there's no, no problem with that. It's just, I would like to see more chefs in the like actual predominantly culinary arts huh. there's like two culinary arts chefs that are women and then the rest are uh the pastry arts that's and like almost, five we're mostly are. women in the pastry mm-hmm, arts mm-hmm. Oh. but there is some men there too pretty okay. good men at making desserts as well huh all right. How about the students? Was it 50-50? Was it mostly male? No. The students, it's mostly females. And that makes me so happy. It's mostly females. They're all, and are, are they all shooting to be... Uh, is there a percentage of them, mostly percentage of them going to be bakers? or No. no? A big percentage of them are culinary arts. Really? Okay, so it's good. It's, so it's, it takes it's time. Good. It takes it just, time for the field to change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been a male-driven field for quite some time. A you very, know, very long time. I think that that is so funny because, you know, one of the, like, stereotypical things is, like, a woman is supposed to stay in the kitchen in the household. Absolutely, yeah. But then in the <laughs> real world, there's a lot of men in kitchens. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like how you put that. 
it's interesting. It's an interesting it thing is. to it's think about because there's always like a stupid little, oh, well, girls belong in the kitchen, but then most of the time or somewhat most of the time, maybe like 70, 30, there's mostly men in the kitchen. Like mm. at work, there's mostly men in our kitchen. But how about, you think, do you think those men go back home and cook for their family? You know, that's a funny <laughs> conversation that I had with uh, one of our chefs. And what did he say? Did he say, I just cook for work, that's it? He did. Say that. No, he, he just cooked for work, and I was like, "Oh, how oh. horrible would it be to have your like husband or as significant a, as other a, as, as a professional chef. chef, and then they go home and they're like, what is? Why is there not food? Ready? I wouldn't feel comfortable cooking for for my wife. She was a top chef. Like, why? You gotta judge my cooking. Uh, no, or she might teach me some some really cool that's stuff. That's what I was about to say. Know? If I was in that position, I would take it as a learning opportunity. Oh, maybe for the guy, you know, he's he's cooking at work. Maybe you know he wants to just relax, not cook twenty four seven at work. Cooking, come home and cook. It's an art. It is an art. And if you're going to work as a chef and it's just work, then yeah, you wouldn't want to go home and cook. But if you're going to work because it's your passion. Then I think that it wouldn't matter if oh, you cook at home or not. Yes, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So do you cook a lot at home? I cook all the time at home. What's your favorite thing to cook? That's a good question. I That's a told, good question. I, I know you told me that for your final, you're doing an Ethiopian cuisine. Yes, right? I'm so excited. Uh, but what, so, scared. what is your favorite thing to cook? As a, as a currently, it might change in the future. But like currently, what is your favorite thing to cook? I don't have a specific favorite thing to cook, mm. but I do like cooking a lot with cheese because cheese huh. is one of my favorite things. Okay. Huh. What, what, what is fondue again? Fondue, you think mostly cheese. Cheese. There's a fondue place in San Antonio called The Melting Pot. You should go. But they do both chocolate and they cheese? They do chocolate and cheese, and they do like different meats and desserts. So what do you do with the cheese with fondue again? Remind me. I feel like I can't picture it right now. Well, it's like kind of like a little fountain. It has right. like three layers or like two, and it's just like cheese at the bottom, and it goes through like a tube. And what am I dipping inside the cheese? Crackers, fruit, oh. meats. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Cheese can go on. Well, cheese can't go on anything, but. A lot of things. A lot of things. And cheese, cheese is in a lot of things, too. Yeah. You know, when you kind of take the time to look at, you know, people that have a dairy allergy. It's kind it of It sucks. Yeah. They can have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot. Everything's probably made with dairy. It's funny. Yeah. Well, it's not funny. It's it's a little funny to me because I'm lactose intolerant yeah. and I love cheese. Oh, right. so do you yeah. like? Do you, so how do you do? You like what? Portion it out? No. You just go I ahead can, and. I go ahead and eat it, but and deal with it later. No, 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 no. There's, <laughs> a, there's a pill that you can take that'll like lessen the effects oh, okay. of cheese on. But you like you do you like. You know, you, you portion yourself, of course. You know that. I don't. You don't. I don't. The pill, I the love pill helps. cheese so much. The pill really helps? It does. Huh. We What's... made cheese this past week in school. Uh, okay, so you've been lactose intolerant for quite some time now. For my entire life. Oh. I just found out a little bit later than I should have, I guess. What is, what's, what's, uh, so there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of allergies that we don't really think about. There's... Dairy allergies, gluten, gluten allergies, allergies, nut allergies. Sh- yeah, There's shellfish. This girl in my school that's allergic to all like nuts, and she f- didn't realize that something had nuts in it the other day, and we had to call the hospital. She went into like anaphylactic shock. Really? It was so scary. So you guys don't have the thing? No, she wh- had it, but the nurse that's at our school was like not qualified or something because she put it in the wrong spot on her thigh. Where are you supposed to put it? You're supposed to put it on the side, but she put it in front of her thigh, and that's like where all the 
muscle muscle and stuff that you're not supposed to hit yeah. she's fine but that was a scary Shit. experience yeah. well you know she's she's very brave yeah you know? she works at chick-fil-a you know uh, chick-fil-a uses peanut oil that's what i i was like why do you work oh really it? she's a manager there she's been like there for a peanut while oil? Like the oil they chick-fil-a cook with uses this? peanut oil huh. to cook with everything i'm wow. like how do you survive there and she's like i'm just really careful i'm like oh my god like is it, you're is it, crazy is, is her allergy like severe it's so, well yeah it is it is huh. severe it's not like she she can be like in the air with it but yeah. like if she touches it that's it. So I'm I'll done. tell you something. So I was so I was at the restaurant and there was this girl that I was um, serving on, mm-hmm. and she had allergies to everything. Everything. I swear to God, like, she was allergic to honey. She was allergic to wheat, dairy. She was allergic to her mom told me she can't have sugar cane. Anything that has sugar cane in it. Um, corn. I think this is you know this is an Italian restaurant. Like garlic is used for everything. Um, what did, I, what yeah. Did she end up eating. Uh, I think we gave her. She ate the trout. Wow. Yeah. I, That's. Yeah, she ate the trout. But like, it's very scary that she has to live with this now. That she has to be. She. Why? I mean, I wouldn't even want to go out and eat, to be honest. If I had those. No, mo- you. I'm can't telling you, it was. Stuff in life it was. It like was that. about like twelve things she was allergic to. Like it, not because it would affect me. It was just like I would. I wouldn't want to be a complication. <gasps> No, you know, like you can't think of it that way. Well, she definitely was a complication to the kitchen. Yes, you know. Yes, and don't get me wrong, it, I was probably I, through you and everybody in the kitchen. You know, absolutely, thoroughly. absolutely. And don't get really me wrong, I though. wanted to make sure she not had a funny. she she wanted she enjoyed herself, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I felt not not I felt bad, but I felt like you this felt you could bad. I, I a little bit, but I also wanted her to make to feel comfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, if that was in her situation, I'm like, damn, that's this really sucks. I have all these allergies. You know, I'm, I should have my go-to restaurants where they don't have any of those stuff that I'm allergic to. Not go to some place and ask for what do you have in your menu. We're gonna tell you the only thing you can have from a menu of dirty things is the trout. You have any allergies? Nah, not that I know of. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Not that I know. Of. How about yourself? You allergic to anything? I'm allergic to some things. I'm allergic to dogs to an extent. Fresh cut grass, walnuts. Come on, fresh cut grass. It's, no, no, no. It's <laughs> whenever you cut grass, there is like a chemical that's released in the grass yeah. that makes my body break out in hives. Sometimes I can't breathe. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So. But I'd have to be like rolling in it or something for me to not okay, breathe. But okay. like I do break out in hives. Okay. It's you also allergic to sh- nuts. Walnuts. Walnuts. Mm-hmm. Only walnuts. Only walnuts. It's sad. The other week we made baklava as a dessert and I couldn't try it. You know, have you heard of some people that are allergic to something, right? But they they, they keep consuming with their allergic Yeah, little doses of it. Little doses of it. So they, they can make their body used yeah, to it. Used and to I it. thought of doing that and I tried doing that for like a little bit. But uh, then I ended up making myself go to the hospital. So I was just like, it's... Too many times? Just little baby nibbles? Little baby nibbles. But then I thought that after like a couple of like times over like weeks of baby nibbles that mm. I could take on more than uh, a baby It's not going to be weeks. It just... It's going to be like, it's time. Yeah. It's like a regimen you got to follow. Yeah. It's like maybe months of work of this. That's just, it. I don't know. I, I'm not missing on, on that much. With Walnuts are actually amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walnuts are great. <laughs> so sorry you can't have walnuts. <laughs> Can you have Brazilian nuts? They look like a little banana kind of. Are they expensive? Um, probably. I, I don't know. Probably. But yeah, those are Brazilian nuts. Brazilian nuts. My my family loves nuts, so they eat a lot of nuts. Um, but that theory I've heard of, yeah, you take small little doses, and you can get rid of your 
your um your allergy. But of course, I think that girl that had the allergy is something she can't get rid of. Definitely not. Definitely, Definitely not. not. You should have. I thought that we were about to have to plan a funeral. It was so scary. She was not breathing. Her face was blue. That is scary. It is scary. And what'd you do when you seen that happen? When you was faced with that fear of like someone that might die in front of you, what was your, what was your reaction? I froze before she put that EpiPen in there, and then mm. I was like, oh. You know, my to be God. honest with you, I didn't even know you you're supposed to put it in the side. I didn't even know that. Because you're not allergic to anything. Yeah, well, now I know. Must be nice to be Now so I know. Privileged. Privileged that. Yeah, you know, I don't eat pork, so. You do that willingly, though. Uh, yeah. But I know the restaurant industry is the number one failed industry, right? It's the number one failed business. Oh, who said that? You have a 50% chance of failing uh, if you like, if you start in a restaurant industry. Not because... Like if you start owning your own... like If you open a restaurant, okay. you have a 50, 50% yeah. chance of success. I'll agree with that. And not, it's not because the restaurant industry... It, I, I, I don't think it's because the restaurant industry is like a, a disaster. It's, I think that percentage is so high because there's a significant, significant amount of restaurants. There's a significant amount of restaurants and there's a lot of money that goes into... Having a restaurant, like a liquor license, oh, a yeah. whole bunch of stuff goes into it, which is why, one of the reasons why I want to be a private, be private chef yeah. instead, because it's a lot less money that I would be investing into something that I'm not sure would work out. Mm. Not that I don't have, like, hope in myself, but it's right. a big leap it is. off of a cliff. It definitely is. It definitely <laughs> is. I mean, leasing a, leasing a building, mm-hmm. um, getting your menu situated, yeah, hiring water, like, some people to work for you, like... Fixing up um, the place. And you're going to be there, tw- you're going to be there 24-7 for the first couple of years. Any business you own, I don't know. It's some- like a kid. Yeah, you're going to be there 24-7. You have to be the opener and the closer 24-7. You have, that's why I was saying, like you, if you do something like that, you really have to have passion. Mm. It's not something that you just. Harvest Chef is really cool. Is that sector becoming a, a big thing? I would say so. Definitely with everything happening right now and some people that are. Hmm. Not crazy. Want to, you know, stay at home, have someone cook for them. It's a lot less so dangerous. You, so than... you want to so you wanna be like, so are you trying to do like, you get hired to stay, live with them and cook for oh, them type of thing? no. That's weird. Because that's what some celebrities have. Don't they have a private yeah, chef they have that comes that and cooks their breakfast, and lunch, or whatever, like they or they sleep there or whatever? Their, I, don't, I don't think I would like that. So you want to do kind of like I would want parties, to, catering type of thing? Yeah, not be stuck with one specific person as much as I may or may not like that person. Going maybe, and being able to go to different houses and parties and stuff would be fun because I would be able to switch stuff up. So myself. would you want to do like, what, what, if it was someone, what if I was like, I need a chef and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you can hire me for like one month. Mm-hmm. And you'd be with them for one month cooking for them, or you don't have to stay there. You can come in the morning if you want. Would that be the ideal? Or was it? Is it legit? You just want to kind of just like have a calendar of events you're going to cook for, like dinners. Yeah. You're cooking a dinner for some people. Yeah. So you want to kind of like, you want to kind of like cater a party. Yeah, I feel like if I went more towards what you're saying, it would yeah. be more on the scale of having someone be my boss which is what i want to get away from mm, but regardless you're gonna have somebody be a boss because regardless you're gonna be working for somebody someone's paying you for a service yeah that's true you know, sure you will have your own business mm-hmm. you only like you make your own decisions you can you 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 are your boss by 
accepting a contract or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that ability. You know, so, but, like, you are still going to be, someone's still paying you for your service. And you are still working for me. If I, hypothetically, of course. Don't give me that look. You should have seen this. I didn't you know, you gave me this look like look. working for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of cool. That's interesting. My friend does um, does that sim- similar thing. He does it back in home, back in home, back in Boston. He um, caters and does like private um, private events. He's a cook. Uh, works in one of these restaurants I used to work at. And in the side, he does private parties. He cooks and stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah, and sometimes he does uh, weed-infused dinners for people as well. Weed-infused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, so it's kind of that's like that's becoming big, like the um, weed weed dinners, yeah. like that's no, weed-infused. That is a it's big becoming thing. a big thing. Um, even drugs are becoming a big thing now. Mushrooms are becoming big. Oh my in gosh! Food. Yes. Um, Oregon. Um, religious groups are starting to use psychedelics for meditation. To help with meditation, they're using, you know, hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic like mushrooms to help meditate. You know, instead of taking hours and years to reach that meditation, that meditate, the meditation peak, you can just, you know, take some shrooms. You'll get there real quick. Then reach God in your imagination, I guess. I think that's a religion I'd like to join. That, no, a lot of religions, <laughs> not really, a lot of groups are starting to do that. Even even in here, I think in, in, in Texas, there's small, there's small hidden groups that are using mushrooms for meditate for, to meditate and to to get that to and to get closer to God. Hmm. Interesting, right? Well, that is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. How did you find out? Are you in one of these? No, 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 no. I was listening to I think Joe Ro- one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, and he was talking to somebody that was mentioning that. He was talking to this professor from one, I don't know what university he was talking to, but he, this professor talks about psychedelics, <laughs> psychedelics and death and religion. Okay. It's courses he teaches. Well, I was like, that's some really fucking heavy, in-depth courses that this guy's teaching. That yeah. sounds really right? intense. Death and life, Ooh. religion, like some really like some really in-depth stuff. But, you know, someone has to talk about it. I'd agree. You know, someone has to do it. So, hey, he's getting paid to do it, so I can't even get mad at the guy. But back to the cooking, my friend, yeah, he's do, he does dinners that you know um, that are infused with marijuana or not. But he's like a really good side business he has going on. Good for him. You know, they pay for the food because he gives him a bill. Like he didn't have to buy the groceries. That's you you only pay. You're I'm only coming there to cook. Yeah. You're buying the groceries. You're buying everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he makes a little profit of each little grocery. Maybe if I'm I'm assuming so. That's kind of interesting. You know, a little upcharge. I have to go get it, so I gotta give you an upcharge. I have to go out of my way and buy it. So that's cool. Well, and he's a male, so like you know, we need you. We need you to change that. Change that dynamic of the male and female chefs. One step at a time. One step at a time. So in the restaurant industry, how uh, how how has it been for you so far working in the restaurant industry with COVID going on and stuff? Man, it has been a change. It has definitely been a change. Mm. Service-wise or money-wise or what is it? Service-wise, money-wise, people-wise. The people that come in, there's a... I like to put them into three different categories. There's the people that don't want to wear a mask and think that it's very stupid and think that everything should be open and that COVID doesn't exist. Then there's the people that are very cautious about it but want to go out anyways. And they wear a mask like whenever they can then there's people that put the mask kind on. of 
they'll they'll keep the mask on, but they like they're odd about it. Like I've had some tables be like, they'll sit down, they'll take off their mask, and then I go up to them and they're like, oh, should I be wearing my mask? And I can't just be like, yeah, put it in your mask because it's not. I don't have the right to really tell anybody what they're doing once they're sitting down. I mean, right. as long as you had your mask on when you're walking around. Then when you're in your bubble, it's your bubble. Do as you please. Yeah. Have you had people when you approach the table, they put their mask back on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as you. Like, they'll look and see if you're coming up and they'll put mm. the mask on. I'm like, oh, my. It makes me feel like I'm well, contaminated they or something. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I can definitely like, understand I that. I'm like, look, I know I'm around a lot of people. Well, they try but... to help you out, too. They try, they try to make yeah. sure we're, the all parties are safe. Have you had to yell at anybody? Like, put your, put your goddamn mask on, sir. You put it on. <laughs> put it on now. I don't yell at anybody, but okay. I have had, like, a... I'd say at least, like, ten people since I started working there that, you know, come inside and they don't have their mask on. They're walking all happy. I'm like, oh, you forgot your mask. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know what? Give you an attitude. Everybody's cool. Cause Nobody's I know you're in- giving... No? I think they look at me. They know they're not gonna give no ads. Yeah, to me. okay. Because you are in Texas, In Texas, you know, you know, some people here in Texas just feel like it's a God-given right. I mean, we've all seen the people that are like, "You're taking away my right." Yeah, I, mean, I feel breathe. like it's only. I feel like there's a lot of it here in Texas. It is a lot of it in Texas, and it's kind of embarrassing. Actually, yeah. it is embarrassing. Yeah, we do live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. 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 You know, if God wants me to have Corona, he's going to let me have Corona. Because four-ounce baby blue-eyed baby Jesus care of me all these days. <laughs> 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 so how, how in the restaurant, how are you guys uh, keeping san- keeping everything sanitized? And how and how do you make it, people that sit at the table you know, like feel comfortable and safe to be able to come sit down and eat? Because the restaurant just started opening up. They're not uh, is your is the restaurant you working out in full capacity? Like I'm assuming not, right? Maybe like sixty, seventy. Uh, no, I think that we're at seventy five. Seventy five. I think a lot of restaurants can only have seventy five right now, right? Is yeah, it, is I don't it, think. Is that a but you right know, now? that's weird. That's weird because restaurants are at seventy five, right? But if you go to certain bars, yeah. they're still supposed to be at like fifty, I think, and yeah. they will be packed. Like to the brim, yeah, absolutely. To the brim, absolutely, absolutely. And nobody cares. Well, I think restaurants just have. Well, so maybe bars can get away with it because there's no seatings, right? Everybody's standing. So maybe that's the way they can get away with it because that's kind of like... And they got to have somebody enforcing that law, going around doing counts. Is there people going around doing counts and taking... You know, I don't think... I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I had went to a bar not too long ago and um, they had it to where like... Everybody had to sit at a table, mm. and they actually took your temperature at the door, right. and I like that. Yeah, it makes you feel safe, right? It gives <laughs> it like they do, they're being responsible. Yeah. There's some restaurants that even have, like, shields between tables. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You think that's too much? Then that's like, I, I, you wouldn't mind that. I think it's logical, based right. off of, like, the jumps in cases lately. Yeah. I think it's logical. Yeah. So when people take those extra steps, it makes you feel comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. The- like having... Germex at the door. Yeah, yeah. You know Germex. I keep hearing Germex all the time. I've never heard of Germex until I came here. Really? Yeah. What do you call it? Hand sanitizer? Yeah. That's weird. I've always called it Germex, but maybe that's just a Texas. Because call it, so hand sanitizer is Germex. I mean, I'm not from San... I'm from West Tech, Midland. I called it Germex since, like... So they call it... A lot of people will say... They know what you talk about when you say Germex? Yeah. Yeah, if you said Germex in Boston, like, what? Really? Yeah, you talking about Sandy? 
<laughs> Sanny. Sanitizer. Oh. Sanny. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> so what is what are certain things that like um that you feel like can get better in the restaurant service? Because I know you because people go there, but they're not behind the curtains, right? And I feel like you're kind of behind the curtains That's when working true. at a restaurant. Yeah. So like, what you, certain things you see in the restaurant that can get better? That like, okay, we should be doing this more. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this at all. Um, should you, you know, should you just be giving paper cups? Maybe not glassware. I don't know. Like, should everything be like? Mm, that'd be really always. It would be that'd expensive. Be really, yeah. It's already kind of bad yeah. that we have paper menu. It makes me feel so bad. But everybody's doing QR codes. This past week, a whole bunch of young people were like, "Oh no, it hurts my eyes." I'm like, "You're probably a little bit older than me. What are you talking about? It hurts your eyes. It hurts your eyes to look at your own phone." You know, and that's when we pull out the laminated paper menus and you just pass them out. Here you go. But but enough of what I'm saying. What do you think certain things that you, that you feel like could add on to make people feel more safe in the restaurant? Since you are, you know, a fully in-depth in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. from being going to school as a cook mm-hmm. to um, taking the time um, as to make money as a server, so mm-hmm. still enhancing your knowledge by working in the side, right? And uh, so what, what What do you think could be helpful? Like, what, what's some certain things that people could do? What certain things you've seen that people should stop doing? Um, Things that I've seen that people should stop doing or maybe do a little less is, um, you know, once we get done with our tables, we go back to the back, we're talking to people, we get comfortable, we take off our masks. It's because we've been around each other, you know, we, we all know each other, but even though we all know each other, we're around people when we go outside to go drop off plates and stuff, so we could be bringing germs in and just mm. spreading it all over the place. Mm. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. Do you feel like a lot of people do that at your job? You think some people do that? Like by, I like, think a little bit of people do You think that. people should do it, but I, I do you think they do it accidentally, or is it just like, it's just out of habit? It's just out of comfortableness mm. you, you get comfortable it's like right. it's like not wearing a mask around your family they're right. your family right. not saying that everyone in the restaurant is your family but you're comfortable with them so it's just like you'd be more likely i guess to willingly take down your mask around your coworker right. than around a stranger that you're waiting on or that's a stranger true. that you're cooking okay that's true you know, you did tell me something interesting last time that when you wear that the blue mask and you throw it away you got to make sure you cut you cut off yeah. the strings attached to your ears yeah. because it can be very harmful to the wildlife whenever it gets disposed of where it gets to right. wherever it gets to disposed of to yeah, so, yeah that's very i didn't i did not know that yes yes so, so now every time yeah every whenever time. you're wearing a mask and it's a medical mask it would be very good for you to cut the strings off that attach to your ears to, you know, lessen harmful effects on wildlife. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did not know that. I'm glad you told me about that. Because now when I throw my mask away, I rip the... That's good. I rip the sides. Just, the just loops. takes one person. Yeah. A little bit of a difference. Speaking of loops, I see you wearing regular hoops today. You know, that's funny. I was thinking, I wonder if he'll comment on these regular earrings that I'm yeah, wearing. Yeah, you're being regular with your earrings today. I mean, they're still in a little heart shape. If you... Yeah, but you usually have, you know, last time you had the face mask earrings. Mm-hmm. And then the sake bottle earrings. And then it was like a dessert earring you had on. Anytime you have a Mona Lisa earrings. You know, it's so. just like a and then you come out today habit. with some like a little loop earring. That's that's the hoop earrings. What's I, it's just now that's it basic. Threw you off. 
Oh, you'd rather me have of crazier. That's your that's that's your thing. That is my that thing. Def- that defines you. You gotta stick oh, with what defines you. Oh, it doesn't define me. Yeah, because everybody a... like yo, that that makes that's that's like a a stamp in people's face. Like yo, Ness, that's how you're gonna remember me because I wear these earrings. Something <laughs> different. You know what I'm saying? We're all a you know, we're all a brand, and you brand and how and how you market your brand is by wearing those little earrings. You know. What is your brand then, whoever? My your brand. No, no, my brand is River. It's my River brand. is your brand. Yeah, just like Ness is your brand. And you market your brand by wearing those earrings. Mm. Mm. And my name is River, and I market myself, you know, just by just talking to a lot of people and getting to know them like I'm doing with you. You know, getting to know uh, different perspectives of life, different career-focused people. Like, I'm talking, you know, it's very interesting to talk to you that you go to school as a chef. You yeah, know? you know, there's still a lot of people in the restaurant that are like, what, you're going to school for culinary arts? And I'm like, yeah, yeah but yeah, I told everybody that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what is the stages of it, of culinary arts? What is, what do you got to start? Like, it's, you know, like, I just think about cooking. Is it, so, it's no, a science. No, it doesn't, it doesn't. You know? There's a lot that goes into it. The very first class that I had to take was called sanitation and safety. Okay. And that taught us the safety of, like, you know, wearing gloves and, like, knowing that certain meats shouldn't touch each other and... You know, whenever you get something, it's called Fat Tom. Not Fat Tom. First in, first out. F-O. F. First. F-O. F-I-F-O. First in, first out. Like, whenever you get, uh, like, ten cans of something and then you open the first can, you want to put the first can in front of all the other nine cans yeah. so that you use that one of first. Course. Yeah, sounds... And then the one that you get last goes out last. Yeah, first in, like, first out. Sounds like, sounds like common sense. Yeah, you would think it's common sense, but there's still a lot of people in my school that will open a bunch of little things and will still, you know, want to touch chicken and then go and touch beef. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's just, like, little things like that or, like, knowing the temperature that certain things should be uh, kept at for it to be different kind of good for you to be able to eat like if you keep meat out at a certain temperature for a long period of time it becomes unhealthy to eat Mm, fish fish Mm, meat as well red meat as well all all kind of red meat white meat what can what can you keep out that won't go bad nothing basically i think anything any meat i think goes inside the fridge right um you know the first thing that i thought of was bread yeah, you can keep bread out. I don't put my bread in my fridge when I buy bread. Yeah, that's I keep it like out. One of the things that I can. But do. I have to bread, eat it quick for this or get yeah, moldy. Yeah, that, that will still mold. Yeah, that'll still mold. Yeah. What is the different colors for, for um, cut for the, the cutting boards? Right, each color mm-hmm. stands for is mm-hmm. is for something. Right, red yeah, is for what? Like, red's for red meats usually. Yellow. Um, yellow. I think it's for fish. Mm. We don't have colored cutting boards at school which is weird to me because we learned about it but yeah i think red's for red meat yellow's for fish green's Green. for vegetables uh, oh so that makes sense yeah huh yeah that makes sense colors make sense then well i don't yeah i'd say white but like i said at school we only have white cutting boards which is weird because in the very first class that we had we learned about like every possible safety and sanitation thing that you could learn in the kitchen that's that's the first semester Oh, that's one course. of the classes that you have in the first semester. Another one of the classes is basic skills. Like, you learn, like, basic ways to cut things. You know, all you learn all the different uh, tools in the kitchen, how to use them, how to safely use them. Okay. The, like, certain things that you should say in the kitchen. Like, I don't know if you notice, but sometimes at work, hmm. whenever a chef is going, like, 
back where we are polishing stuff, he'll be like, hey, sharp, like, sharp behind. That's something that's very important to say in the kitchen. So when does it get really fun? Because that sounds boring. When does it get really fun? Yeah, when does the stuff get fun? When you start cooking? When you start actually cooking. And how long does that take when you actually start cooking? Like how, uh, how many, you know, what are you, talking you do about? actually cook in the basic skills class. Oh, you do? Like, okay. But not anything, like, amazing. I'd say it gets fun when you get to, like, garmage or, you know, um, international cooking. How long, how long, how long is that three studies so you get to that point where you, you're eligible to be able to start cooking all that That's, stuff. like, second semester. So, like, and it's within funny the first that you year? See, mm, no, second year. I'd second, say second year. year. Second year. Wow. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first first full year, you're doing some cooking, mm-hmm. so it's like 50-50, mm-hmm. lab, and then class. Yeah. Lab class, lab yeah. class. We also have a lot of uh, hospitality classes. Like, oh, how to, like, uh, like what, properly give hospitality at restaurants? Mm-hmm. Proper and, service? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Learning about, you know, Like, fun in the house stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, wow, okay, you know what, I never even thought about you guys learning about fun in the house stuff. I'm assuming, in my head, I'm just assuming that... You know, culinary cooking is just going to be the back of the house stuff. Yeah. Which, All there the back go. of the house stuff. Not that I don't like the front of the house. But you learn about the front of the house. You do. And I, I find that helpful, even now. Yeah. So what do you, when do you, when you, when you graduate? I will be graduating, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, after next semester. So next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, next like June, June or something like that? Summer. So like June, July, around that June, time. June, July. Maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. And then hopefully you'll uh, work at the some restaurant and be a badass fucking cook. Yeah, hopefully. Getting paid the big bucks. I'm hoping to actually move into our kitchen pretty Why? soon. Why they don't get paid the big bucks? They don't get paid the big bucks, but I would be getting experience outside of school. Yeah, but you can get a job, getting like a nice little restaurant, getting paid the, the big bucks. Gotta work for a you corporate gotta have, restaurant. Gotta have. Big experience to get paid big bucks. Yeah, but like decent starting bucks. Yeah, uh, you how much think that they get paid dirt cheap? In I don't kitchen? know. I think the average average cook gets gets paid like fourteen dollars an hour. That'd be. That's. Eh. Yeah, what it the hell? It depends on where you are. Yeah, but what the hell is fourteen dollars an hour? Yeah, you're not lying. No. That is not yeah, something you know to. I mean? And like, and they're needed. Sure, you can. If I went to school like you. And I spent this money. I expect to get paid a good amount of. I went to school for this, and sure, I'm not saying give me, give me like a million dollars an hour. I'm not asking for twenty something dollars an hour. You know, I mean, but average, you know, student that comes out of school should be getting, should be pulling in like sixty thousand dollars a year. I'd agree. You know I'd I mean? agree. And if you're a student, regardless of what field mm-hmm. you went to study. And put some time in to study and come out with a, a diploma in something. And I should still fall under that guideline of getting fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. Fourteen fourteen dollars an hour is you pulling like forty thousand dollars, I think. That's before taxes. Not after. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy. you have to there's a lot to think but then, about but coming the, out of but, school. But with you know, culinary but with culinary, I do know you could make great money. You it's a progression. Yeah. It's a progression. It's you a, have to be very patient. You have to be very... Because I've seen people that start off with that 14, move it up to that 15, move it up to that 17, and then move it up to that 18. And now they're the sous chef. Now they're, the, you know... Owning like, their own restaurant. You know, assi- you know? assistant head chef. Mm-hmm. Now they're a head chef. And now they're running a restaurant. And now they're running a couple of restaurants. 
So it's a year in the making. So I do understand that with the year, with with because it's a it's a hands on type of field. Definitely. The more hands on you get, the more experience, the more you, experience have, you have. The more like, the more you know valuable you become. Definitely. And then, but I do applaud you for going to that career because it's like a very very it's like plumbing. I'm not trying to compare the two, but plumbing <laughs> like you don't you make nothing, but later on in your career you will be making something. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that you had a my side job. That you're a plumber? Yeah. Wow, you do a lot of things. <laughs> Very so talented. So you lay down person. the pipes? Yes, I do lay down the pipes. Thank you for noticing. I mean, I didn't know until you told me you, that was your side gig. Yeah. Very good. Well, you know what? I'm, I applaud you on that as well. There's probably more jobs you, you, you're capable of doing. I think a woman's capable of doing any job that she likes. What she wants to do doesn't really matter. Nothing should hold her back, right? That's a very nice thing for you to say. That's not nice. It is a nice thing for you to say. There's a lot of people that have the exact opposite mindset that you have. Well, I'm just saying, because I'm I'm, I'm open to what's going on in the world. I know that in colleges right now, 60% of the graduates out of college are females. <laughs> I want progression for women, and I want men to know that women can do anything that's in their power. I think men know that. But how many men want to admit that? I think I think most of them probably would admit that, but would they let the, would they let women in that specific power? Probably not. Why do you think that is? Why? Is it well, like I, a fear of well, someone I, well, doing better. I tell you this. I saw. I tell you this. Well, most women. When they go into the... Well, say say a man and a woman, right? Mm-hmm. They both enter the same career. Right? Till this, till this day, I think a woman still gets less than a man. I think maybe... I think it's pretty almost even, but right now it's like 86 cents it's maybe so, to the it's dollar. It's a difference. Uh, this is a big difference. When you put that in the thousands, it makes a big difference, right? But say a man and a woman start in the same career field, right? Huh. And this is this has been proven. Like this is, They did a study and they realized why a woman's career stops and a man's career continues growing kids oh no <laughs> oh no now if you're married and you guys have that career you guys are both climbing that career kids come into play who has to stay who's most likely to stay home and take care of the kids who's most likely to stop stop who's most likely to say no to that to that work trip because you know the, for to, to help promote their career who's most likely to stay home when a kid has a flu or is sick who's most likely and this whole time when this woman's taking all these Taking all, doing all these extra things, the man's career continues growing, and she has to say no to that trip where she might meet like or meet some like I don't know, CEO that might help progress her career. Or she might say no to this promotion because you know it, she doesn't have the time to do it. She might say no to this to this, and that puts kind of a stagnate on her career of growing. Meanwhile, the man continues his career growing. Mm. But if the roles switch. The, his, the wife could be making more money if the man wanted... Her career will continue growing. That's why you see a lot of single women that, that have very successful careers are very successful because they don't have that, that, that boundary of kids holding their back. Uh, well, that was just one study that I was, I was reading about, which was very interesting. That is interesting. You just reminded me of a show that I'm watching called Working Moms. Really? Yeah. It's, it a, it's like a little... It's, ne- it's on Netflix. It's a kind of comedy, kind of little chick That's show i guess cool. but yeah. one of the main girls in the show is like a really successful woman she owns her own business mm. but she had 
kids and uh the husband kind of just stayed and he was kind of um not happy about her wanting to continue on mm. with her career because you know it's kind of a mm. stigma that yeah. women are supposed yeah. to stay with the kid which absolutely i can't really talk on that because i don't know how it feels absolutely. but i thought that, that was funny because yeah. it just reminded me of yeah, that very That's interesting that. right <laughs> it's very interesting that woman should the, the woman that the woman should stay home that they, they have that idea where woman should she's the one who needs think, to be the caretaker i think it's like a naturally nurturing thing yeah, that yeah. women possess i think the new generation is not okay with that I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I mean, is it bad? I mean, is it bad for a man to stay and be be a home dad, like a house dad, or? I wouldn't say so. I mean, you both house husband. Excuse me. <laughs> house husband. You both made brought the kid into this world, so I don't see why it's only on one parent to take care of the kid if right. it was a two person. Right. Right took two to tango it takes two to tango absolutely <laughs> everybody no matter if you're a man or a woman you should always strive to be a better you mm, thank you for that i like that you should always strive to be a better you well on that note strive to be buddies be a better you and strive to always listen to the to the river talk <laughs> Yes, always listen to the River Talk. <laughs> all right. Above and all else. That's a wrap. Well, thank you for coming. I appreciate you meeting with me and doing this recording. It's really needed to be, I needed it to be done. And I really wanted to talk to you anyways and get, you know, see see what Nessa's all about. Mm, all about Nessa. I think I'll make a podcast about it. All about Nessa. That'd be cool. Why not? Would you star in it? I will star and help anybody that wants to do something. And that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the River Talk. And cuts.